man. Hey, y'all. This is David. Hey, this is JJ. And you're watching No One Special. No, we are No One Special. <laughs> we are No One Special. If you're listening, you probably are, too. Right. <laughs> you I mean, know but, what I mean? It's not spelled the same, obviously. You, 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 you clicked on the thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little pun we got. And this is our second time trying to make the first episode. <laughs> first time this audio just deleted itself for some reason. Right. It's going to be a little trip doing all this technical, new, trying to learn how to record things, but we'll try our hardest. Yeah. Well, with quarantine, we don't have too much going on right no, now. No, so. not at all. Especially you. Wrong, no, right, I envy right. you so much. <laughs> <laughs> well. You don't have to work, and you make more money than me, basically. I mean, I'm making more money than I was making, than I've ever made. You're making me more money than me anyway, but you had to like work 60, 80 hours to do it. Yeah, I know. But I'm making more now than I was working 60 to 80 hours Yeah, to go on employment, I guess. But You're just joining society and climbing under your um, uh, I mean, rock. Me and 22,000 right other now. people, you know, like, oh my goodness. And they're just giving out money. In fact, yeah. this podcast is brought to you by... <laughs> <laughs> Um, the stimulus relief. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah, that's how Bank I got of the America. money to buy I don't the even know anymore. Like <laughs> stimulus relief plus. Uh, David here, he's getting six hundred week bucks extra on top of what your three hundred you get from unemployment. Yeah, I mean, so it's like the state plus they're giving out like an extra six hundred dollars to. I don't know if that was just restaurant people. No, no, that's everybody. How that worked, or if that was everybody. My girlfriend gets 600 bucks a week. In fact, their their work is doing, like, them such a favor. They're giving them, like, less than 20 hours a week, but they still have to do a little bit. But they're keeping it under 20 so that people can still fall for unemployment and get all that unemployment money we're getting right now. So, that's a good... There are a lot of places that just don't have 20 hours a week to give people, Mm -hmm. like... So she's lucky in a way, but I don't know. I, I'm just my it's my first week off. Um, once to start, I got I got a job at Milliken right when all this started. Right, like early March, and luckily, um, I'm in the warehouse and I need to be there to just pick up trucks, stuff from trucks if they need if they show up. So they've kept me there the whole time, but this week is the first week off. Okay. I should be back on next week. Yeah, I worked right up to the day that they, you know, decided that restaurants couldn't see people anymore, and then just everyone got laid off. That was yeah the next day. Like, like they, I remember you saying, like Waffle House is trying to stay open. Oh man, they just can we even say Waffle House? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so many of them clo- like just they're closed now. A lot of them, which is yeah. Crazy oh yeah, to me. the one here's closed. Um, what is it, two of them are still open? Or is it that no, last one? I mean, there's some within so many miles of each other, but definitely the first thing that made sense to them was like, hey, let's stop competing with each other. Yeah, right? <laughs> you know, like, with, our, with ourselves. Not going out to like, eat anyway. Huh? Not many people are going out to eat anyway. The streets are crazy. Right, like, well, it's like you don't need a location empty. every couple of miles for people when, you know, in these situations. It's like let them just drive a couple extra minutes to... One of them, and yeah, yeah, you know, the big ones. 
I mean, they're not as bad as, like, a subway or something like that, but, like, you know, they have quite a few locations. Yeah. Hmm. So, um, let's go into who we are. I mean, what's our first passions we know is games. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Our entire generation's kind of that way. Yeah, if you're into games, there's definitely a lot of options for our generation. It's like we're 33. Definitely anyone our age and younger, especially in, you know, I guess. Well, I just turned 34. Right. Yeah, yeah, there you go. The 86 generation, uh, you know. Class of 04. We're like the oldest millennials, kind of. Uh, Oh, yeah. We we had internet right around high school. Right, right around the time we were going into high school, you know, even though it was like AOL and dial-up and not even close to the content that's available today. Oh, of course not. But it was it was it was interesting. It was definitely remember definitely uh, stick fights. <laughs> <laughs> that was like my favorite shit. Like you know when the internet first came out, someone was making stick fights, <laughs> and it was amazing. It was awesome. But I mean, AOL chat rooms were like the big thing then. You know? Oh yeah, uh, yeah. People were like, oh, we can talk to random strangers. It was amazing. Right, right. We talk to strangers. It, yeah. Like go into a random um, what is it chat room mm-hmm. and just talk to people that you don't even know right you know it was like, i think it was kind of don't know if anyone's telling the truth you don't know if anyone's you know like it's it was really yeah it was people didn't know what to right do with it really there's a bunch of people trolling there's a bunch of people you know they didn't know what trolling was we right just started yeah. doing it yeah they're just like oh uh, i'm gonna make up a persona like yeah. you know it, hope you all die uh-huh. <laughs> right right just it was, you know, the beginning of this really interesting experiment. Well, interesting. We're, we're in an interesting point in time. Right. right. Like, I, I, I would, I would not want to be born in any other time. Like right before the internet, I had to experience that. Right. Then, we we still get to experience like Sandlot, where a lot of I think this generation doesn't, you know, have have the. It's it's gone. You know, it's gone. Like, the, like you, you want to play baseball with your friends, you go on. You know, you play your favorite, you know, baseball game that happens to be a, you know, online experience and you play with your friends that way. Yeah. Like, or, you know, know, most of it's like, you know, first person shooters. Those are right. Or, you, or MMORPGs. Right. And, and giant decline in sports before the point in time we're at now where there just is no sports other than esports. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah, now. With now. With yeah, the all there is is esports. <laughs> Everyone's quarantined. Who knows when all that's going to open back up? The, the games are going crazy. Like uh, the game I, I play right now is uh, Summoner's War. I'm sure some people play that. Some millions of people play it. And once the coronavirus hit, they went crazy. I mean, they're having a six-year anniversary. They're just just giving away so much stuff. And you know, people and like the servers were like breaking on that first day because mm-hmm. you know everybody was there and they're like, oh my god, there's you know, you get one coin equals a scroll that, you know, costs a whole bunch. You know, you don't, you don't, you gave you a hundred of them. Here's a hundred. Right. Have, you know, have at it. Right. It is definitely the time to try to get people into your game, you know? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, mean, I haven't looked it up, but I'm sure games are just killing it right now. And, you know, I, I've looked, they Netflix always, is killing it. Games like, have always done well and very down economies there's history of you know uh-huh. us using games to you know solve major problems mm-hmm. you know um oh yeah yeah um 
like with the AIDS research, they um they made a game somehow of however they make the you know antivirus or whatever you know they have to do it you know they're I don't know they made it you can look it up they made um, gamers help uh, um, the AIDS like an AIDS vaccine help make an AIDS vaccine and they made a game for them to you know manipulate this little 3D whatever and they help make a good antivirus by just you know they set up a game for them and gamers just help make a some medicine for HIV I mean I guess you know I not scientists or anything. Mm-hmm. They got gamers to do it. Sure, I think. And I think we are a, natural problem solvers. Right. Well, I think there's a big history gamers. in gamers solving problems, regardless of whether or not we're like aware of it. You know. No, I'm it, sure it's the gamers weren't even really aware, or, or if they yeah. were, it was just they just played a game. You know, like they're definitely problem solvers. It's just most of us now solve the problems of other worlds online. Because, yeah. You know, they're easier to solve. They're more fun to solve, and. Solving problems in this world has been <laughs> slow, know, and it's it's very slow on purpose. It Doesn't feel like a game. It does not feel like a game <laughs> at all, and feels like a long, drawn out legal process. And who oh, likes right. doing that? So, oh, what's that? You want to start a small business? Wow, jump through all of these hoops. Mm-hmm. You start a game. It's like, oh yes, please start our game. Yeah, right. Here's a bunch of things to keep you enticed to play the game. You know, and then, oh, it's just like. You know, pug- making a lemonade stand, you know, yeah. No, you can't, no. Yeah, it's not as simple no. as even a six-year-old just going outside and selling lemonade for the neighborhood. It's, mm-hmm. you know, oh, you have to have a business permit to yeah. sell that lemonade, little girl. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and the, the little girl doesn't understand. It's like, wait, I have this lemonade. Right. I'm in this public space. Right. What's the problem? Well... You know, obviously, right. and then even if they get a get customer, okay like by that person might not have cash on them. Yeah, <laughs> so. like we, we, you need to give us money for you to start this business. That's what it comes down to. You need to have, you know, it's just more money. I mean, that's what it all takes. If you want to go fishing, but, you oh, you want to you want to see this license. world as a game and how you play it. You likely had to have been born with money to play this game. Yeah, so, giant game of musical chairs. Most of us were born without even really getting to play. Yeah, just you know, getting bullied off the damn chairs. Right. <laughs> and there's not nearly enough chairs. Right. <laughs> <laughs> a couple people sat down in a chair and just never stood back up for the next round, you know? <laughs> yeah, like, I give up. You know, this isn't fair. And that's... We're changing the rules to the game as we go. It's, you know... Oh, yeah, and, and you know, people put the rules to the game in their favor. Right. Like, oh, let's lobby for this to. rule. This will give us close to a monopoly. <laughs> so it's like, you know, we're all playing this game, just, you know, in, in society, and some people just have the means to change the rules to make the game and you know, go in their favor. It's like, it's like they're a, a programmer of the game itself. Oh, right. It's almost yeah. like this COVID-19 is a program. <laughs> you know, it's, it's affecting everything like one, you know. Yeah. Straight up shot into the forefront of everyone's mind and the commercials were like right there immediately you know and, and everybody's like you know oh have you seen the news i mean oh uh, it's every single you know story yeah. basically yeah it's like a volcano like, happened a year ago coronavirus <laughs> <laughs> i don't you know i don't <laughs> i'm kidding of course but man yeah. like but you know it's a 
I think it's a. Um, I mean, I don't think it's as dangerous as. I mean, it's dangerous enough to probably keep people indoors because if we kept doing our normal life, we're probably you know two, three hundred thousand people would have died in America. Well, I mean, it, it, even and in the Spanish a, flu, big, it was the second wave that killed more people than the first. Well, see, that's why they're, they're just you know trying to not get out of this early enough. Trump wants us out there now. He's well, like, you know, just open up the open up everything. I mean, you're worried there. about the that. entire infrastructure of economics falling. Yeah, you know, fragile. Um, it's freedom. so fragile. It's so fragile. This, yeah. this, you know, um, it, capitalism makes it even more fragile because everything and all decisions yeah. are made based on money instead of just you know, resource infrastructure decisions. Where it's like, oh well, the demand for the resources is there, and the the people still want to make these resources but for some reason money says that we can't do that so mm-hmm. yeah we, we're we gonna have, have to close our make meat factory we're gonna just have to do this free right you can't just feed the hungry how do, like how, David. how does a farmer go bankrupt like, how does that even make sense yeah like, well you know china or something like that i don't know <laughs> you know no like when all the farmers they're going bankrupt because of all the tariffs that Trump was doing or something like that, something along those lines. I'm not <laughs> great at, you know. Well, there's also a lot of contract nonsense. Like my, my sister um, oh, sure. farms, she she just sold some eggs the other day. But do you know how hard it is under our system of regulation to even give food away as a farmer? Right. To even give it away. Right. Just donations or just Yeah, like the, you can't even do that without jumping through a bunch of hoops. Right. There's so many, I mean, like. Just be, just be such a free country. Yeah, that does not make me feel I'm free at all. Say, like that, some not nearly as free like, as people. Like I don't. I, like I definitely do not like hearing stories about some farmers' assets being stolen, like taken by the police because of you know. Oh, I sold some raw milk to my neighbor. Or like, uh, how about I'll, chickens? Chickens is a great example of you know because Tyson owns like ninety percent of all chickens in america which there's a lot of chickens right or getting like arrested for slaughtering a pig on your property you know that guy yeah 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 yeah. he slaughtered his own pig on his own property and went to jail right like i don't want to you know like that like neighbors called the how is that how is that free i don't i'm sorry no but the the chickens thing like um tyson hires a bunch of chicken farmers Mm -hmm. right and you would think oh huge chicken company well that's a lot of how you gotta get into farming is you have to have these contracts in the the long run because like they have to buy the feed they have to buy everything all the equipment all the buildings all the stuff but tyson owns chickens they give them the chickens but they're their chickens and that makes a huge difference yeah it's like the the master surf thing all over again just Master surf, you know the master surf relationship. You know the surfs. It's like, yeah, oh, you right. you definitely do everything for this land, but We're it's not yours. Yeah, this and is these make, are my chicken. They make the chicken right. farmers compete with each other too, because yeah. it's, it's you know the the highest rate that they pay them depends on the chicken farmer who produces the most meat, and then it goes from there. You know and. The bottom half of the people don't get nothing. At least, you know, from what I've seen on chicken farming. I mean, like, uh, my my numbers are 
not accurate probably, but I got the gist of it. There are people who are getting fucking screwed. Right, there's, there's all sorts of contracts with farmers, and that's really what's destroying mm-hmm. that. I mean, they're making it so hard to even become a farmer. First of all, if you want to do that, that's already the hardest work you're going to do in your life. If you have yeah. some weird dream of retiring well, to be wanna, a farmer, you better accept that it's probably harder than what you were doing before. Dawn to dusk. You know. And, you know, just ruin my body in the process. Right. and But but at the same time, we're also going to make make it so that financially it's not worth it at all. No, I mean, okay, you yeah. used to be a farmer, and you can sell to whoever you want to. Like, but it's just so much more complicated now these days. Right. And it, it just seems so backwards. Like, we live at a time where we have all this information about what's probably the right way to farm as far as, you know, keeping the soil, you know alive and or even going into hydroponics but like we know so much about crop rotation and about you know all these different facets of farming now but regulation keeps us from really practicing anything the right way you either have to make everything run to where you don't need people everything runs on automation to make money or you need to pay your people shit like that same guy with the pig he told me about um the whole scam of uh of uh, fruit pickers, like on um, there, you know, um, picking tomatoes, you know, just a bunch of Mexicans, and yeah, fill a bucket and bring the bucket to the thing. How much mm-hmm. do you think you get paid for a whole bucket, like a five, five gallon bucks. bucket yeah. of tomatoes? Twenty five cent. Oh, they okay. pay them twenty five yeah. cent per bucket. Oh my! And like um yeah, and it's just you know they would make make a hundred bucks, two hundred bucks a week. Yeah, but you know, after picking, after picking, like, an you know, absurd do the math on that. Things. Yeah, yeah, the that's like four hundred buckets for a hundred bucks. Wasn't there like a weird like uh, protest against Publix years ago by the farmers because they were just like, "Hey, our salaries will double if you'll just pay us a penny more a pound for oh, yeah. our fruits and vegetables." I don't, I don't remember what happened with that. Uh, but. The chicken people were saying that shit too. Like, if you mm-hmm. just, you know raise your cost by like a, a penny or two you could pay us all you know double you know yeah basically that's insane yeah. like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> no yeah we would we would lose a little business we would i mean there's so much competition to get like contracts with you know these you know companies that'll buy your food regularly and if you're not that type of farmer it's even harder for you to yeah. even give away your food to the church or give away your food to a food bank or like, you know, you so got to do it secretively or something uh, like, you know, like there, there, there are some, I'm bringing all this food there, there, the there are a lot them. of farmers that want to specifically work with chefs, um, for a reason, right. because chefs are the type of people who are rebellious enough to skip all the, the nonsense, you know, like produce. I don't mind serving somebody some non-certified organic vegetables. Okay. Yeah. Like, because like I know about the process of how it was grown. I know the people that grew it. I know way more than most of, like go ask your cook at the waffle house. You know, mm. if, if he knows how the food was grown or no, he doesn't. No. I work at the waffle house. I don't know how it's grown, no, it all comes but I've also packages. worked at places where, you do have a more intimate relationship with the farmers right. and they do want to work with chefs, but there's right. so much regulation, so much issue there. Yeah. And I mean, guess what? You can print all the money in the world, but 
if the bottom of your pyramid falls out, I mean, yeah, your infrastructure yeah. falls out. It doesn't matter how much money there is. No, like, that's why I liked um, Andrew Yang as you know a presidential candidate. Like he was my favorite by far. Like because uh, he had this, he had the best well-rounded solution for the problems that we're facing these days. Which the problem we're facing is a bunch more people, a lot less jobs. And, you know, and we haven't even lost nearly the jobs that we... No, we had, technology could going. take so many more jobs if we let it. Yeah. I mean, in what, New Jersey, they still pump your gas because they're fighting for because jobs. Because they fought for it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but you don't really need that. Right, you don't You don't want to have to fight. It's weird to even want to have to Who fight for some jobs. It's like it's sort of know, the opposite of freedom. station attendant. Like, <laughs> it's like, in a way, like, no teenage girl should have to work a cash register at the grocery store you know like no, how is that yeah. how is that improving their quality of life it's just a job other than just them to have some spending money to pay for their car insurance it's probably way too much as it is yeah, for a 16 year old girl you know yeah mm-hmm. like the fact that i own my car now went from like my, my car insurance went from 240 to 40 yeah like oh that makes sense <laughs> Like insurance doesn't even make it, sense. It's all like, such a weird rocket. Like mathematically, insurance is more like a Ponzi scheme. But I guess in a way, a lot of things really kind of are mathematically a Ponzi scheme. Our entire currencies, mathematically like a Ponzi scheme. But yeah, well, it's just like you can't. Nobody, you know, they can't give money to everyone. You know, they get money, and they get money, right. and if but if everybody gets gets into a wreck, that's under their plan. No yeah, one's getting their you money. Pay, you can't pay out every single person under your plan if they all got in a wreck no. the same day. That's same thing with healthcare. Everyone gets sick, right. which, hello, coronavirus. You right. know, like, shit starts falling apart quick. Yeah. Like, um, I think it was Bernie or whatever. He was saying, like, you know, all this coronavirus um, healthcare stuff, it should just be free to whoever, you know. Because, you know, if you're poor, you need to go to the hospital because you're extremely sick. You should go to the hospital and not, but also not have to worry about how am I gonna fucking deal with this now, because that's what it all turns down to. At some point throughout history, debt always ends up having to be forgiven. You can't just continue. No, because it goes on exponentially. Yeah, it it you're loaning us money at interest already right there that's not financially solvent no where's that money come from like that extra money like yeah you can't possibly have the extra money to pay it back if at some point even one dollar were to be destroyed that's you know like impossible now to pay off that entire debt right um yeah yeah like it's um my phone now you know, but it's not meant to be mathematically solvent. It's not, you know, uh, you know, you can go into so many things. Social Security, same way. Like all of them are just bad math. And the, the creation it, of credit cards in, in the '90s was a big, you know, supporter of when it collapsed in 2000. Right. You know, 2008. I still don't really understand credit scores. Like, what is that? Like, oh, well, you don't need money. You just need to have a good credit score. <laughs> but isn't zero credit good? No, that's worse than bad credit. Because at least you've tried and bad credit. <laughs> How does that even make sense? Because like, they don't know anything about you. 
So it's all about who you are, basically, I think. I mean, like, um, you know, yeah, credit score. Like, you know, it's just a history of how well you've paid your bills mm-hmm. in the past. So well that I never needed to borrow money. <laughs> nope, that's horrible. You that's need to borrow terrible, money sir. to have a credit score. That's, that's, the, that's like, you know, the initiation. That's why people will tell you sometimes, you know, if you have a bad credit score, just borrow a thousand bucks from a bank and pay them back over time. And you just keep repeating that. Right, just keep repeating. It'll and raise it'll your get credit better. score. And then you can buy a car and a house and a, you know... Just forget about earning your money and using it's it like, when you Don't have worry it. if the rules just, to this game don't make know, sense. Gotta, gotta, just play the game. The rules to this game is how much money can you borrow? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, oh, I've I've paid my phone bill, my car bill, my, you know, rent and all this on time, you know. So give me $250,000 for a house. Oh, man. In our generation with student loans? Oh, yeah. man. That's yeah. a... Yeah, given eighteen year old kid Nightmare. who made A's and B's in school, you know, a hundred thousand dollar loan or more. Right. You know, for a four year quote unquote education. Like, um, because I've seen a comedian uh a comedian go on about, you know, he spent a hundred and thirty thousand dollars or something like that on an English major that like and he was talking about this he was blackout drunk the whole time. Um, you know, and, you know, he got a degree for reading books that he didn't read, you know, it's just, right. yeah, it's, and yeah. it's just a, if you want to, year olds are not responsible. Right. If you want to party, go to school. If you want an education, go to the library, I guess. Oh, you thank know. you, Einstein's. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> That's what Einstein said, right? Something like that. If you want to have sex, yeah. go to college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. If you want to learn something, there's books at the library. It's very true. I mean, I mean, you're just talking about a guy who didn't read any books. Yeah. It, read any of the books, and he got a degree for it. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, an English degree. He already knows English. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Language that he... It's uh, John Mulaney, for anybody who's... Wondering, or is like, I know that guy. Right. <laughs> That's great. I love that guy. I love comedy. Oh, you know, laughing. You gotta laugh at it all. It's yeah. I don't think that any of it's designed to be taken super seriously. And I'm sure that there's a level of depression it's that not comes with it. People take shit these days. I'm sure there's things we said already that people were just disgusted. I'm sure that they you can't probably say anything. you can't say anything, and I'm, I, mean, I don't think either one of us are trying to offend. I am anyone a straight or, white male. You know. Everyone get offended now, <laughs> right? I'm, I'm, you know, I didn't ask to be born white or a male or straight. It just happened. Right. Yeah, and guess what? I was born a white male, and. And, you know, this generation, if I were born a white male in Nazi Germany, I would have had only a couple of options of what type of yeah, man I could okay. become. Either I just, you know, <laughs> so. give, you know, run away and just lose everything or, shit, I guess I gotta be a Nazi? Yeah, Wait, that's... people, Nazis didn't know they were Nazis no, they were when doing you know, they were told. started. Like, from what, I, from what I gather, like, you know, most like the huge death things, you know, was just kind of tried to kept under wraps. A little bit, you know, they weren't—they weren't just right. They weren't trying to advertise. We have death camps, you know. No, they didn't say that. It was was like you know, that's something that people had to deal with when they showed up and were like, "Oh, fuck, what do I do? I can't 
say no. Right. It's a weird me. situation you're put into. You're either with, you know, pick a side. You want to be the side that lives or the side that dies. Yeah, because they can just put, you know, like, um, they, they put a bunch of uh, German soldiers just into the death camps once they were like, uh, no. Right. Yeah, like, oh, they were like, you have issues like with like, oh, this. getting in there with the Jews. <laughs> right. Or just death automatically, you know. It was, mm-hmm. it's tricky. Yeah. Um, the human condition is we, unpredictable. Well, not unpredictable. <laughs> um, we, we would much rather survive. Scary. Than it not. can be scary. It can be lovely. It's we're complicated. That's yeah. That's what I was looking for. Very complicated. Yeah. People are especially very when we're frightened. We do all sorts of yeah. All what, sorts of behavior. What does racism against blacks come from? I, mean, I, I really believe that comes from fear. You know, like from the fight, why of, did we kill a bunch of witches, you know, in Salem because yeah, we were frightened of redheads. I don't know. Like, I mean, there's there's obviously a lot of economic impact too. But well, you should be scared of redheads. They have no souls. <laughs> my mom's a redhead. But <laughs> is your mom redhead? She is redhead. Oh, my well. my my whole mom's side of the family were redheaded, poor ginger kids that like. <laughs> Well, yeah, they were made fun of by the poor kids, you know. It was. Well, you're, you're lucky. You don't want that red hair. No, oh, I did not get the red hair, but you know, <laughs> neither did my brother or my sister. Yeah, yeah, you guys came out great, you know, with yeah. souls and all. <laughs> <laughs> None of us were trying for being a witch. You know. No offense to any redheads out there. You guys do have. Right, you souls. guys, you guys had it rough over time. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. <laughs> red, red lives matter. You know, I don't know. <laughs> red lives. That could be taken so wrong. Of course it can. But, but that's the just... risk you take by speaking. Yeah. Is that you risk offending people? Mm. All right. One of the freedoms we have is free speech. Yeah. Right. Do we? I mean, like, okay. I mean, you'd have to you take can, everything out of context. You can say whatever you want, you know? but there are dire consequences these days at times. I mean, you know, we're not anybody special. Uh, right. But, um, but if we were, we yeah, if we had a voice, yeah, you got to be yeah. careful. You do have to be you careful. Say. You can get fired from your job. Oh, yeah. Um, hey, hell, I think even we can get fired for our job. If, like, you know, if, if my, uh, if Millic, <laughs> the people I work for, I don't even want to say their name, honestly. Right. Um, because they're like a, I don't know, a big business, and they're very, they're quite serious. Well, I mean, a lot of businesses even will use your Facebook account as a way to, you know, decide, you know, decide, decide if they want, to hire, they want to hire you to begin with. Yeah. You know, like, well, like you know, if I say something, uh, you know, and, th- and somehow it gets back to the people I work for, I'm gonna be bad at this. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> but um, no, if they. Listen to it and decide. Oh, we, you know, we can't have that, especially if people know you work for, you know, and then they're like, hey, we gotta let you go. Maybe depends on what I say, but I mm. should be able to say whatever I want to say. I work, I work hard. I try, you know. Well, okay. They pay me to do what they tell me to do, and I do it. Right. I don't necessarily work hard. I'm a forklift driver. Right. You know, I don't. I'm not lifting anything heavy right now. Not not that I haven't before in my life, but right now I'm like. It's a good job being a forklift driver. Like, you know, for me, that's like, that's, I'm going to get like 12 bucks an hour. And that's good for me. I don't know about anybody else, but, you know, 12 bucks an hour is, right. it's great. Right. Like, yeah, um, 
And plus, um, if you show up on time every day, they give you an extra 40 bucks. If you just come in and do your 40 hours like you're supposed to, here's an extra dollar an hour. Nice. Like, whatever company does that. Yeah. This mic's pick up really good. That's my air freshener. <laughs> Still trying to learn all that. I, I'm actually, yesterday, when we did the first recording of the episode, I'm actually glad that it kind of went away only because like there was my my daughter was you know coming in and out trying to be quiet but right, any right. noise i could just hear right if I'm at like, one oh, point wow. she's trying to open like a bag of cereal this is why people and be don't really do quiet about it living because rooms. she's being quiet about it it's being even louder mm-hmm. yeah those crinkly bags right. you know, those <laughs> it's like trying to imagine someone doing a podcast and eating chips while they were doing it, you know? Like, oh yeah, I can tell now. Like, you know, oh, this is why people do it in studios or absolutely, you know, not in their living room with mm-hmm. kids going around. It's like, right? Because that, and that's why, like, you know, I refuse to let the that one guy come over with his family. He's got three kids under five. Oh right, yeah. Yeah, there's no way. There's going to be you're going to be hearing kids in the background. Maybe that would make it people like this thing a little more authentic, or I don't know about authentic, but we're trying to go this no one special theme. Yeah, whatever. We haven't even told them what we're really going to be doing. (laughs) What are we going to be doing? I mean, even to say what we're doing. My idea of what we're going to be doing is this interviewing. Anyone and everyone, essentially. Anyone I'm okay with coming to my house. Or hell, I can just move this operation somewhere else if whatever. But I want to get, like, teachers and lawyers and cops. Right. And I mean, firemen and, hell, maybe even low-level elected officials. Um, I mean, anyone that really wants to come on. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, mayor of a small town. Right. You know, um, and just... Talk to them, see what their, you know, what's what their life is about, like you know, how are they coping with things, what worries them, you know, about their future, maybe even you know, their future and their you know profession, because you know people aren't what they do, although that's a good place to start. Right. Well, I think I think people identify in their responsibilities a lot. Like yeah. if I were to. You know, someone asked me, like, who are you? I'm like, first of all, like, it's a really abstract question. Super abstract. I think a lot of times people are probably going to say, well, this is what I do to make for money. a living. And then they'll probably be like, well, I'm a single dad and, you know, or whatever the case it is I for them. I think it's but, usually like what you do most of your time, which most people work most of the time. So what do you do? It's like, well, most of the time I'm cooking for Waffle House or something. Mm-hmm. Are we going to say Waffle House? Or am I going to bleep that? I don't care. We can talk about Waffle House. (laughs) Yeah, they can fire you. There's plenty more cooking jobs. Absolutely. That sort of is the security of cooking in a restaurant, even though it doesn't pay well. Every single kitchen in the country needs help. Mm -hmm. You know, at least while, while, and if not, they're closing. So they're. Or if not, they're just on point. I think Brigham's one of the few places where they don't need much kitchen help. Right, they always need more same people server help though. So, yeah, every restaurant does need help. And right now, they don't need server help because they can't even wait on people. They're just doing to goes, and I don't even know if they do. Does the brick some people do deliver? Um, The brick is doing to goes. Well, we got that yesterday. Yeah, yeah, we did. (laughs) So I I love the little. The brick is amazing. Anyway, I love the mom and pop's place. You know the brick. 
go eat there. It's delicious. I will fully support the brick. Give them shout outs. <laughs> I mean, it's just great. I mean, it's great food. Uh, I mean, th- that is, you know, we're, that's the area we're in. And I always love the good, you know, like local mom and pops place. You yeah. know, like, and it was like, and they're, they're actually the type too. of place that like the owner there is the type of person that likes to try to use local ingredients from the local farmers, you know, yeah. like, are all of his ingredients? No, but I promise you most restaurants are not all local no i mean they have to get their cheese from you know. mass produced yeah, you know, right, right right some ingredients are just right. not right there they, unless they you're get making the good it, cheese so. i'll tell yeah. you that though you know tiny tiny little cubes <laughs> 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 well they're you know and they melt and warm really they're delicious so you get into that local concept and it's like what do you really mean by that and most places are just like oh no eat at our establishment our establishment is within your zip code area you know yeah. That is local. Within a hundred miles is what we consider local in the food world. But what should it really mean? Hundred miles, really? Yeah. What should it really mean? It should really mean that the food that you're eating came from someone who grew it local. That food right. didn't have to travel far at all. The you know, um, but the brick. The one of the biggest things is bison burgers. Yeah, that's their that's their big local thing meat, that they right. get is local bison meat. Yeah, like. Um, and yeah, it's low. It's right down the road. I mean, like I've been there. Right, you're actually you supporting your local community in a very full way. Not only yeah. are you eating at the local restaurant, but that local restaurant uses the local farmer, yeah. you know, as much as they can. As I mean, he does can. it as much as he can. You um, know. but he's he's crazy too. Oh sure. In a way, like no, what not in a way? He's completely insane. Yeah, you were, if you've worked in a restaurant in your life, you likely are some level of crazy. Yeah, you just you know you have to be a little bit crazy to want to serve. Like not just about you know his restaurant level food, of heat but constantly. you know, I mean, like, he thinks the FBI is after him, and well, right, you know, right. like all sorts of crazy. I mean, he's a Vietnam vet, so yeah, he's he's <laughs> going to be a little nuts. Right, but like. But he pours that craziness into the restaurant, or, or at least he had, you know, he, the restaurant's been open for almost 30 years now. Right, not everyone crazy is a monster. Some of them are, you know, very, uh, very yeah, interesting some of them were people. G- <laughs> gentle, so, right. you know, crazy people. Right. <laughs> like, you know, not all crazy people are violent. Right. They're just, you just, you, the stuff that comes out of their mouth, though, that's. Right. We just we all respond to trauma in a different way. In a way that's kind of how we even measure personality types. It's how people respond to trauma or sure. respond to different scenarios in life. That's Yeah, like I I was in the army for six years and I went to Iraq for three years. And I could say that I've experienced no trauma. Some people would consider basic training trauma. traumatic. Yes. It, it's I did all not. They're like, oh, you're making me sure. do push-ups because I did something wrong. Okay, I won't do that again. Here's your push-ups. Yeah. Thank you for making me stronger. I got to go. <laughs> right. Not really. They yelled at you a lot. But you know, it's just it's, there's a reason behind that. I saw that reason. You know, people were like, oh, I couldn't let them do that to me. You know, like what kind of? It's not an ego thing. It's not against you. It's to make you stressed. Right. So that. When you're doing your job in the future, you know how to do your job under, under stress. stress. Yeah, because yeah. that's one of the few jobs where stress is almost, um, you know, guaranteed. No, absolutely. Like even if you're just in Iraq, you're just stressed. You know, and, it, and, the, and the explosions don't help. 
Yeah, I've I've worked in this restaurant world since, you know, I was 11, 12 years old washing dishes, you know. And yeah. Talk about stress. You do the see restaurant stress. certain personality types that come in, work for a day. Nope. <laughs> People like, you know, first time trying to do a restaurant in general. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've I've definitely met plenty of people that never worked in a restaurant, opened one up for the first time, thinking that was, oh, hey, that was my idea. One oh, day I was going to retire <laughs> and own a restaurant, and they're completely clueless. Okay, like, and they, they attribute so much to the statistic of, you know, restaurants failing. Um, my cat's got kittens right now. If anybody wants kittens. <laughs> Probably be too late by the time you hear this. Yeah, my daughter, my daughter is already yeah. talking about that. I'm my not niece sure if that's going to happen yet, but she's super my jealous. Girlfriend wants all of them. <laughs> oh man! But you know, I'll she also them. looks at the friggin' uh, litter box and is like, "Oh fuck, no! I don't want any of them." So she's she's conflicted. <laughs> right. We're gonna spay and neuter them though, and make them. Poop and pee outdoors. We're retired a litter box. Just know where to put it. We're, 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 teach them to use the toilet. You can yeah, like freaking. Um. <laughs> what was that? I don't know. Meet the parents. <laughs> Meet the parents. Robert De Niro, like you know, taught his cat how to pee in the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> Talking about milking cats too. I think it's too much. You ever milked a cat, David? Hmm? You ever milked a cat, David? No, <laughs> not. <laughs> Mm. Well, shit. Yeah. I think that'll be good for our first little intro. Okay. Yeah. Well, Let's um, see if that recorded. Like, well, I've been watching it. The levels have been going, and you know, so theoretically, yeah, this worked. Okay. Well, let's let's check it out. Second time's sure. a charm, right? I guess so. Let me find some wood real quick and knock on it. <laughs> Never mind. We won't talk about superstition right now, but it's ridiculous if anybody's wondering. <laughs> oh no, a pattern's happening. It's gonna kill me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, we will be back with you guys later. We will try to be updating, con you know, uploading content as much as possible, and we'll talk to you guys later. <laughs>